Welcome to the Locked on Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, Clowney Watch continues, and it makes me wonder as we hear rumors of more teams getting involved today, it was the Colts reportedly putting in a pretty big offer to try to jump into the Clowney sweepstakes. It, it leaves me wondering, where do the Titans go if, in fact, Jadavian Clowney goes elsewhere, the Titans need to have a plan. There are still plenty of holes on this roster that need to be filled with free agency and with the draft and only so many resources to fill those spots. So what would the Titans do if Clowney decided to join a different ball club? Well, first, we have to look at what free agents are actually still on the market. What holes do the Titans have on the roster currently? And then what options are out there at each position on the market that could potentially help the Titans if they do miss out on the big fish? Well, we will go position by position and look at the holes on the roster and then look at the options at those positions on offense, and on defense, and then we will cap off the show by talking about how all of these pieces could fit together to make the best combination for the Titans. So today, we are going to focus on life if the circus does not come to town, and what combinations of free agents available would be best for the Titans if they miss out on Clowney and free agency. So let's take a look at all of the options that the Titans would have, because there are a lot of great combinations out there. We will examine all of those today. Let's get it. First, we have to examine where the Titans are right now, and as we have spoken about quite a bit in the last few days, the Titans are at about $26 million in cap space after all of the activity so far this offseason based on projections from OverTheCap.com, SpotTrack.com, some pretty reliable sources there. And with that $26 million, the Titans still have plenty of holes on the roster. They may have answers already in the bank and on the roster right now that will take an elevated role going into next year, and we'll discuss some of those. But right now on paper, we're seeing a few clear, obvious spots where the Titans need to upgrade. First, backup quarterback. And right into what I said, some guys will have an elevated role on the team. Hearing a lot of chatter about backup quarterback Logan Woodside and his ability to step up into that backup quarterback role, and it would be, be a really cheap option for the Titans. So I wouldn't be surprised to see that. Also, a complimentary running back to Derrick Henry. Now, it would make most sense for the Titans to go ahead and address that need in the draft, but it is still a hole on the roster. The Titans will need a veteran wide receiver to come in with Corey Davis, with Adam Humphreys in the slot, with A.J. Brown. Corey Davis could be a trade target, so a veteran to come in in that Tajay Sharp role who can help in the red zone would be a, a pretty nice option for the Titans in free agency. They could address that need in the draft as well as they try to get somebody ready to take over for Corey Davis if he does, in fact, leave the team after this season. Somebody to compete with Dennis Kelly at right tackle and take that swing tackle, backup tackle role that Kelly had held the uh, previous few years. And then the Titans probably still need some more depth on the interior offensive line to compete with Nate Davis. The Titans really suffered when Ben Jones was injured at times last season, so having some more depth on the interior couldn't hurt. On the defensive side, they just need more talent on the interior defensive line. Now that Jarrell Casey is gone, that's an obvious 
obvious hole that everyone is aware of once that trade took place. Another edge rusher just to add depth, whether that's bringing back Kamale Correa, whether that is getting clowny. Either way, the Titans are clearly trying to still address the edge position even after Vic Beasley was added to the team. Depth with the off-ball linebackers, the inside linebackers, losing Darren Bates, losing Wesley Woodyard most likely, leaves only David Long, Jayon Brown, Rashawn Evans, so you need more depth at that position, and the Titans probably need two cornerbacks, especially if they're going to lose Logan Ryan, and then kicker. Uh, right now, Greg Joseph is the only kicker on the roster, and can the Titans really trust somebody like Greg Joseph? That is up in the air, but it would seem that they would at least add some competition for Joseph if they could find it at the right price, so some some guys who are still free agents on the offensive side of the ball that are still out there. Obviously, at the quarterback position, there is still a top name like Jameis Winston, but the, the Titans aren't going to pay what Jameis Winston will need to be on a roster this year. You look at someone like Joe Flacco, I think that's too high profile of a name. You don't want to create any kind of weird fake quarterback controversy or anything like that after giving Ryan Tannehill a bunch of money. And not that I think Joe Flacco is good enough to do that, but he's just a name and he'll probably be one of the more expensive backup quarterbacks in the NFL at this point. And I don't think that's the route the Titans will want to go. Matt Moore, who played for the Chiefs, Josh McCown, who was with the Eagles, and Trevor Simeon is a really good option. I think has spent time with the Vikings, spent time with the Broncos, of course, as a starter, spent time with the Jets. I think Trevor Simeon would be a great cheap backup option for the Titans if they decide to add some competition to Logan Woodside's play. Cooper Rush, who had played for the Cowboys, just a, a cheap option, who's a young guy who might be able to have the athleticism to run the, the bootleg-heavy scheme that the Titans like to run. At the running back position, if the Titans miss out on Clowney and they want to pay for a high-priced guy, you could look at someone like Devontae Freeman, who, if healthy in a, in a committee, could be a nice pairing with Derrick Henry, but I doubt the Titans would want to devote that kind of money to the running back position. So some cheaper options who fill that pass-catching running back role. Chris Thompson, Bilal Powell, Theo Riddick, Ty Montgomery. Of course, like I said, the Titans will probably fill that need in the draft, but if they want a veteran, either or any of those names would be a good option with Chris Thompson being the bell of the ball of that price range. At wide receiver, you still have Robbie Anderson on the market, but the Titans obviously aren't looking to spend that kind of money at that position. Same thing with Brashad Perryman. Both of those guys, while being different levels of talent Perryman lower than Anderson probably be a little bit too much money for what the Titans will want to pay Demarcus Robinson from the Chiefs only 25 years old and have an experience in that talented offense could help this Titans offense and he could be a little bit too high priced as well I don't think the Titans will be looking to spend a lot of money at wide receiver here with all the other bills that they had to pay some veterans who could be in the Titans price range Demarius Thomas obviously has slowed down with the injuries and with age, but he could be a veteran who helps in the red zone, which is basically what Tajay Sharp's role was last year, just a consistent red zone threat on obvious passing downs. Demaryius Thomas might be able to fill that role for a cheap contract. Uh, Taylor Gabriel is a little bit of an attractive name. The Titans don't have a wide receiver who's good at jet sweeps, reverses, things like you could give uh, a jet sweep to A.J. Brown. We saw him score. I know that's what everyone's going to think, but that's not his primary you know, toolbox as a player, and you want A.J. Brown down the field creating plays, not necessarily behind the line of scrimmage as a gadget player. So having somebody who just excels in that role who can be a punt returner, kick returner as well, I think that Taylor Gabriel could be a nice fit for the Titans. Philip Dorsett, 
Dwayne Harris could be a good fit for the Titans in that Darius Jennings role, a veteran who can help in the return game and be a fourth or fifth wide receiver. I don't expect the ta the Titans to attack tackle in free agency. They'll most likely go early in the draft to get a tackle to compete with Dennis Kelly and eventually take that spot, but there are some veterans out there who they might bring in just to compete. Cordy Glenn, Daryl Worley, Kelvin Beecham, Gerald Veldeer, Jermaine Effetti, the guys we've talked about before are all still on the market, and Jason Peters has been a perennial pro bowler in his career, even though he is in his late 30s. I, I don't expect the Titans to go there, but there are some names available that could entice them if they have some money available in the event that Clowney does not sign with the Titans. At the interior O-line and some depth, it is slim pickings there at this moment in time, so the Titans may use a late-round draft pick to fill this spot, but Mike Uapati, Mike Person, who came from the 49ers, I think would be a good fit with the zone-blocking familiarity. Uh, Ryan Khalil, Obviously, a, a name that people recognize, even though injuries have taken a lot of the talent that he's known for. And then Hironis Grasso played for the Ravens after the Titans and could come back to Tennessee as a as a scheme fit there. So can't rule that out. But that pretty much covers all of the the free agents that make sense for the Titans, or at least would be a possibility for the Titans on the offensive side of the ball. We are going to move to the defensive side of the ball and look at the free agents that are available there. And of course, we will cap off the show by putting all these names together and talking about which combinations would be best for the Titans if, in fact, Clowney does not come to Tennessee. As we talked about in the first segment, the Titans have around $26 million in cap space based on the projections that are currently available. They have some holes on the roster that are still obviously needing someone there to take that spot, backup quarterback, a uh, complimentary running back to Derrick Henry, a veteran wide receiver in the Tajay Sharp role, someone to compete at tackle with Dennis Kelly, some depth at the interior O-line, and we went over some of those options that are still out on the free agent market right now now in our first segment on defense the Titans need talent at the interior defensive line after losing Jarrell Casey another edge rusher to be part of the rotation an inside linebacker to add depth to the three young talented linebackers the Titans already have in Evans Brown and Long probably two cornerbacks if Logan Ryan does not come back to the Titans and then they of course need to keep their eye on free agent kickers now remember if Jadavian Clowney does not come to the Titans right now, he's projected to be getting anywhere between 16, 17 to all the way up to $20 million. Who knows what the Titans could pay? But if he does not sign, well, that leaves the Titans a ton of money that they can put you know, some butts in the seats for the roles that we just described. So let's talk about some free agents that could fill those roles for the Titans that are still out on the market for the defense. And on the interior defensive line, obviously the Titans trading Jarrell Casey for a seventh round draft pick is still a very divisive topic within the Titans fan base. And I would imagine the Heat would get turned up even more if Clowney does not sign. But some options that the Titans could go after to fill that role on the interior defensive line with Daquan Jones, with Jeffrey Simmons, are 
Derek Wolf and Shelby Harris, both who played for the Broncos. Both are very talented. Harris has been very productive as a run stuffer early in his career, has just started to develop as a pass rusher. He had six sacks last year on the interior, which is more than Jarrell Casey had, so definitely an option for the Titans there. And then Derek Wolf, who has showed glimpses of incredible talent along the defensive line with his length and burst off the line of scrimmage, but has dealt with a ton of injuries there in Denver. So maybe be difficult to keep him healthy, but if the Titans were able to do so, he definitely has the talent to help on the defensive line. Some other options that the Titans would have on the interior include Adrian Claiborne, Marcus Hunt, and Nadama Sue. It's funny that we are caught up in the in the clowny circus right now, and just a few years ago, that was Nadama Sue being paraded around as a possible option for the Titans, and everybody kind of still remembers the sting of that situation, the Peyton Manning situation, and I think that is... Uh, tainting people's excitement for the clowny announcement uh, to a point, and I don't blame anybody for that. Some lower-end options, Timmy Jernigan, uh, Mike Daniels, and Snacks Harrison. I don't think that the Titans would go for a pure nose tackle at this moment in time like Snacks Harrison, but you never want to rule anything out. But I do think Sue, Claiborne, Hunt, Jernigan, Harris, Derek Wolf, any of those guys could add as a five technique in the Titans base 3-4. They could play a little bit of nose tackle if you wanted them to in spot situations. They could play some three technique if you wanted Simmons or Daquan more as the nose tackle in certain packages. And all of them I think add value as an interior rusher in past situations that you could pair with Jeffrey Simmons and have an outside duo of Landry and Beasley or whatever the rotation shakes out to be. Speaking of those edge rushers and what the rotation could be cut out to be, of course Jadavian Clowney's on the market as an edge rusher can also rush from the interior, but if the Titans do miss on Clowney and still want to go after the edge position, which I really don't know if they would do, speaking of someone else other than Clowney, like Marcus Gold from the Giants. He's probably looking at about 10 to 12 million dollars in that Vic Beasley to Dante Fowler Jr. range and I just don't think that if the Titans miss out on Clowney I don't think that they'll go after a Marcus Golden but he is on the market. They could however look for a couple of veterans on the edge like Everson Griffin or Jabal Sheard who could move around the defensive line or just intelligent guys could know how to play a versatile front, know how to play in a versatile defense. Those could be options that the Titans could get much cheaper than Clowney or Golden. Also you got somebody like Kamale Correa who the Titans could always re-sign There were rumors at the beginning of free agency that he had an offer on the table from the Titans, and it's probably an offer he doesn't want to accept. He wants more money than that. But if the Titans don't get Jadavian Clowney and Correa's not getting the deal that that his agent and representation is looking for, why not come back to the Titans? So that would be an option as well. At off-ball linebacker, like I said, I would not expect the Titans to spend any kind of money here with having Long, Brown, and Evans. What a fantastic inside off-the-ball linebacker group, but they could look for a veteran. They could bring back Wesley Woodyard if he doesn't get the deal he's looking for. I would love for them to bring back Darren Bates. I think his energy is um, infectious to the team, and even as just a special teams player, someone who you really aren't going to count on to play any defensive snaps, I just think he's super valuable in terms of what he does for the locker room and how he makes that special teams unit feel like something important. 
I just really appreciate guys like that on a football team. I think football uniquely allows guys like that to make a bigger impact than they do necessarily on the field. Mark Barron is a guy had time with the Rams, had times with the Steelers. Uh, converted safety could be an option, would be good on special teams because of that you know, versatility from playing safety most of his career. Darren Lee had time with the Jets, the Chiefs, a former Buckeye, very quick linebacker, almost a tweener between a safety. Same thing could make him very versatile for special teams. Uh, Will Compton, I mean, he's not coming back to Tennessee as a Titan, but just wanted to throw his name out there for the boy. Uh, Gotta love Will Compton and everything he does for the Tennessee community. Just a very interesting and fun guy to have around. So shout out to Will Compton there. And at cornerback, now this is a serious position for the Titans because I really think that they have to sign somebody at some point. They can't rely on Malcolm Butler, Adoree Jackson, and two rookies. I know a lot of people, I mentioned yesterday how a lot of people talk about Imani Hooker going in that slot cornerback position. And and I think that it would be good to see him in that role, but I don't want him to be primarily playing that role. I think that would ruin the versatility that that increases his value. So at the cornerback position, you have someone like Xavier Rhodes still available. That's not what the Titans are going to be looking for, though. Rhodes uh, has diminished quite a bit because of his injuries and his age. He's always been primarily a boundary cornerback, and the Titans need more of a slot guy than Rhodes, and Rhodes will probably be the most expensive cornerback still on the market, even at his declined state, just because of his name. So, in his pedigree there, I would not go after Rhodes. But Ronald Darby, who played for the Eagles, that would be a a pretty high upside pick. He's had time inside and outside, and is still young. You could get him maybe six to seven million dollars. Imagine if Clowney doesn't come, so the Titans have some some more flexibility. I think that would be a cheaper option than going with Logan Ryan, who says you know reportedly he wants ten million dollars, and I don't know if he's going to get that. He's probably not going to get it from the Titans, and if the Titans don't want to give him that, even if Clowney doesn't come, then Darby at six or seven million would be a, a pretty good option. Brashad Breeland uh, played mostly outside, but. You know, has some talent, has starting experience in the NFL. Keep Tlaib, you guys all know him, even at 34 years old. Who knows if the Titans would take a chance on someone like Tlaib. I don't think so, but he is still on the market. Brandon Carr, who's had time with the Ravens. And then an option that I think's kind of intriguing for the Titans, if Clowney doesn't sign and they have some extra money just recently cut from the Rams, Nikel Roby Coleman has had played a lot of time in the slot and has a lot of experience in big ball games and Obviously, is infamous for the pass interference non-call against the Saints in that playoff game. That was him, but you got to let stuff like that go when you're talking about free agents here. So I think Coleman could be a good option for the Titans. Now, if the Titans do want to put Amani Hooker in the slot cornerback role as his primary role, then they're going to need a third safety to play in those diamond packages where Hooker was playing as the deep safety or playing as a strong safety You had Kenny Vaccaro at linebacker. So if the Titans want to do that, some safeties I think could fill that role. Tavon Wilson and Von Bell. Uh, They should be on the cheap. uh, Probably five, six million dollars at max. Probably less. 
and could give you that free safety, you know, versatile two two-sided safety where they could play post safety in a single high, they could play in a two high as a cover two safety, and then that would allow Amani Hooker to go down to slot cornerback, Kenny Vaccaro to go to dime linebacker, and Kevin Byard and one of those safeties to play in the back end. And then at kicker, the Patriots just released Steven Gostowski, and I know that the Titans are probably going cheap at kicker and thinking, hey, you know, we were able to survive last year with a terrible kicking season. It probably won't be that bad this year, so we shouldn't give too much money to it. I still think relying on Greg Joseph would be a mistake, so Gostowski could be Gostkowski could be an option for the Titans there. But that covers all of the names that I think make sense for the Titans on the free agent market. And next, we are going to talk about how you could put any of these combinations of names together to fill the Titans' you know, roles, fill the Titans' needs, if Clowney does not walk through that door. So now that we have a better picture of exactly where the Titans stand, we know how much salary cap room they're projected to have. We know what holes are still on the roster and what roles still need filled, but we also have taken a look at what names are still out on the free agent market that could fill those positions. So now that we have all three parts of the information that we need to look at what combinations could be put together for the Titans to fill as many of those holes as possible with the amount of cap space that they have. Remember that they're going to have to leave anywhere between 3 to $5 million for draft picks, depending on how much they have. So now that we know that, that drops us to about 23 $21 million. The Titans could also make some more cuts and restructures as the offseason continues to go along. So we, we're looking anywhere between 20 to $24 million that could be spent for the Titans here. And if that money isn't dominated by Jadavian Clowney, what combinations could we put together? So I, I threw together just a couple. I mean, there are endless different combinations that John Robinson could eventually go with, but some of the ones that made a lot of sense to me, uh, I kind of jotted down here at their projected salary rate and, uh, you know, what those names could look like when put together if Clowney doesn't show up. So the first combination I have here starts with Trevor Simeon at backup quarterback. If the Titans decide that they can't trust Logan Woodside, they need to have somebody with a little bit more experience that they can rely on in here. They have learned their lesson about having a decent backup quarterback. So let's say they bring in Trevor Simeon at $2 million. And then they decide that they're not going to be able to find the type of running back that they need to count on on with you know the pass-catching role in the draft. And they decide that they want to get a veteran running back to bring in. Well, Chris Thompson could come in at about $3 million, $4 million there to go along with Trevor Simeon. And that would pretty much fill every role on the offense other than offensive line depth for the Titans going into the draft. Taylor Gabriel... Again, helping fill those offensive roles. Now they would have a gadget player at wide receiver for about four to five million dollars. So you're looking at spending, you know, nine to ten million dollars on those three offensive depth pieces. And then on defense, this would leave the Titans with the ability to maybe spend a little bit more money at the cornerback position and bring back Logan Ryan. Let's say nine million dollars for Logan Ryan, probably right below that ten million dollar mark. The Titans would probably pay that for Logan Ryan on a two 
two-year deal. And then Derek Wolf, who would be uh, a good option on the interior defensive line as an interior rusher and a five technique in the Titans base. Let's say he would be getting around five to six million dollars as well. Well, that package would have the Titans on the high end at about 24 million dollars. So that would leave them you know, about three, two to three million dollars for draft picks, and this would be a route John Robinson would take if he planned on maybe trading some of those seventh round picks or could cut you know, restructure some deals to create some more room going forward. Another option where this gives us less players, this would be more reliant on the draft, but spending a little bit less money. The Titans still go to the well with an edge rusher. Let's say Vic Beasley isn't enough and the Titans want another edge rusher here. They could go with Marcus Golden at, you know, $11 million, Logan Ryan at that $9 million mark, and then bring in a guy like Dwayne Harris, who could be a kick return specialist and a fourth or fifth wide receiver. That's at about $23, $22 million right there for, for that group. So that could be something that the Titans would be looking at. You would need a, a backup running back in the draft, a tackle in the draft. You would have to get a defensive lineman in the draft as well to fill that Jarrell Casey role. But you would solve the edge rusher position. The Titans wouldn't have to attack that whatsoever even in the draft if they got Golden and Beasley to add to Harold Landry, and then at cornerback, you'd have Logan Ryan back. You'd still have to go to that position in the draft, but you wouldn't have to devote such a high pick to it. You could focus on maybe a running back in this circumstance, still focus on an offensive tackle in this circumstance high in the draft, fill a couple of holes with a, a little bit less players and get a little bit more talent at two key positions. And then another combination, I really like Trevor Simeon as a backup quarterback, and especially at about 2 to $3 million. So Simeon would be a good start for this third package. Bringing back Tajay Sharp at about four, three to $4 million would be a good option. I'd like to have Tajay back on this team. And then Shelby Harris from the Denver Broncos, probably be about $6 million there. So we're up to about $12 million. Correa at about $4 million instead of going for a Marcus Golden or, or someone like that on the edge and Everson Griffin type. They just bring back a solid Correa to go with Vic Beasley. And then at cornerback, they would need still need help, and Logan Ryan would probably be out of the question with this package, so Ronald Darby at about $7 million. You put all that together, that's about a $23 million package, would leave the Titans about $3.5, $4 million in cap room. Now, if the Titans were able to create a lot extra, a lot of extra space here, they could look at a package like this, uh, Matt Moore from the Chiefs at backup quarterback for about $3 million, Ta Taylor Gabriel at wide receiver for 4 to $5 million. Everson Griffin as that interior rusher and adding depth on the edge at about $8 million. And then Nikel Roby Coleman at about $6 million to help with slot corner. Now you put all of that together, you're at about $25, 26000000 million. So John Robinson would have some extra work to do, but that fills a lot of holes for the Titans. And then a final matchup here, like I said, there are endless amounts of combinations out there, but a final one that I, I put together that I thought you know, this might be the most realistic combination out there, and it would be bringing back Logan Ryan at 8 to $9 million. Let's say 8 Shelby Harris to fill that Jarrell Casey role, switching with the Broncos, coincidentally, at about $6 million. You're up to about 14 And then Kamale Correa and Tajay Sharp both coming back on four-year deals or $4 million deals. That would bring this group up to about $22 million, leaving about $4 million for the draft picks. John Robinson could take, you know, his 
his fifth and a, a couple of those sevenths trade up to a third to consolidate draft picks and you know maybe get more high high value talent at the positions of need that would be left over with which this with this group Logan Ryan at corner uh, Shelby Harris at interior defensive line five technique Tajay Sharp at that veteran wide receiver role and Kamale Correa at the edge that would pretty much take care of the defensive needs and then you would just need offensive tackle you would need backup complementary running back for Derrick Henry you could go with a backup quarterback in the draft at that point or just rely on Logan Woodside and then that would allow you to use some of your picks on an interior offensive lineman or maybe add another wide receiver even with Tajay Sharp coming back so just some options that the Titans would have just some combinations right now I don't want you guys to think or anyone to think that the sky would fall if Clowney would pick another team. While it wouldn't be a great feeling, and we can all acknowledge that, the Titans still have plenty of options available and combinations available to use their cap money to strengthen this roster and and improve the team going forward into 2020. But that is going to do it for today's Locked on Titans podcast. Now that you have listened to this Locked on Titans podcast, what you should do is tell your smart device, whether that's, you know, your iPhone, your Android device, uh, Siri, uh, your Google Home device, Alexa, any options that you have with your smart devices, tell them to go ahead and play Locked On Fantasy Football. Right now is a perfect time to take a look at how these free agent signings will impact guys and their outlook in fantasy football. So go ahead and check that out today. But that is going to do it for today's episode. I will be back with you guys tomorrow. I got something really cool planned for tomorrow's show. Hopefully you guys will enjoy that, and I'll be bringing that to you tomorrow. So as always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans.